I just kind of went, okay, cool. I guess I'm supposed to sign up for this thing. <laughs> like my first video wasn't even music. My first video was me doing this magic trick. <laughs> it's still on there too. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. <laughs> Brian Wright here. Thank you for joining me on Help Me Find My Way. I am so excited that I don't have to do this alone today. This is my first time having a guest on the show. I got to sit down, uh, not in person, unfortunately, but on the phone with one of my uh, dear friends, Jeremy Passion, who is an incredibly talented singer, songwriter, and musician. He has one of the most silky smooth, soulful voices that you'll ever hear. Outside of how good his music is and how successful he has been as an independent artist, he is one of the most sincere, humble, and genuine people that I know. People are persons, sincere persons, people. <laughs> ah. Anyways, uh, it's like finding gold when you meet people like Jeremy. I was so excited to have this conversation with him. I'm in the middle of a series on burnout. So we were able to talk about music, life, stress, uh, all kinds of things. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. I'm really glad we were able to capture it. And I let this episode be a little longer just to give us some breathing room and just be able to talk. So if you have to break it up into parts, but make sure you listen to the back half. There's some really great stuff in there. So without further ado, here we go. Jeremy, what is going on? What's going on, V? Long time. Long time no see, bro. I know. It's been too long. I, I do want to thank you for, for taking the time to do this. Um, you are my first official guest on here wow. and i want you to keep your child in the background because that's that's what we're going for here this is awesome <laughs> i, I want to be in your world with you right now yes yes this is real life this is not staged none, none of the screams <laughs> in the background the untreated studio room it's all it's all here so so that's where you are you in your studio yeah yeah i mean i'm in my, my new studio here uh, i just moved to dallas fort worth man from san francisco bay area and this is all brand new, right? This is like within the past couple months. Uh, yeah, yeah, literally end, end of June, beginning of July. I just moved like my entire life. Everything that I knew, the, the, city, the city life that I knew in, in San Francisco and Bay Area in general, you know, that was my home, hometown, home base. Now, and now here I am, just moved everything over here to, to Dallas, Fort Worth, man. So it's crazy. Did you hit me up like literally while you were driving, making your move from... Uh San Francisco to Dallas? Am I remembering that right? Uh, you know what? I was uh, I was listening to some Andy Minio on uh, oh, Spotify, right. <laughs> and he had this song, man. And I, I swear, it was one of those things. Where it was like, no, I swear that sounds like V. That sounds like V. Right? And I was like, I wasn't sure, so I had to give you a, give you a call. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's how we reconnected, man. After all these years. I get so many texts with a picture of that song of uh, Tell Death Do Us Part. Yeah, it's a picture yeah. of the song and then this question mark like, yo, <laughs> is, this, <laughs> this you? is this you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's that's me. So, dude, I, I just need to say your voice is butter and you're a very talented musician, but I forget because you're my friend. So, like... When uh, like when we caught up and we you know I hit you up about this podcast I was just talking to you like as my bro I was like dude what's up oh you're moving to Dallas that's so cool and then like 
with all my friends, I just forget how talented they are. So I just wanted to declare before we even start to the world publicly that you're one of the most talented, humble guys that I know. And I'm just super glad that we've gotten to know each other, man. Bro, I, I appreciate that, man. I mean, like, honestly, I mean, I'm, and I'm not just saying this to, to say it back at you, you know, um, your, your music, uh, the, the, the things that you've written, the, the vibe and the style that you've done has influenced me like greatly the past 10 years, man. So wow. like, honestly, if I, if I didn't hear your stuff, it, it, it wouldn't have like affirmed or reaffirmed with me that I was doing things the right way. You know, especially just just uh, being somebody that just always wants to have some sort of uh, meaning or or wholesomeness in in the music that I write, whether you know it's it's regular love songs or or faith based or whatever. Like just hearing you gives me uh, and it gave me the confidence, man, to, to know that I was I was I just had to be me. You know, like you dude. you you gave me the freedom to be me. Honestly, listening to you, so I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Wow, for- dude. Thanks, man. Uh, that really means a lot. And um, you you said it just like I told you to say it. So I'll pay you. Um. Just just Venmo me, bro. Venmo me. You know. So. Um, what does life look like for you right now? You know, we know you just moved, but what's what's the day to day and like week by week look like for you? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I I, I pretty much switch from uh, artist music on stage you know musician in front of folks to cleaning up spit up and uh daddy daycare pretty much monday through friday um every single week man so it's like it's kind of crazy trying to trying to get the 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 mind and the heart and the and the the emotions and everything to switch back it's like a switch i have to to switch around and then it still has it still has to like preheat for me to get to any kind of version of myself a little bit. So um, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, um, honestly, outside of the music and outside of being uh, an, a music, musician and artist, I'm, I'm literally just a straight up full-time dad, full-time husband, and just just busy. Yeah. Do those days go by super fast or does it feel slow and long or a combination of both? Uh, man, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of both, to be honest, because like being with my kids pretty much every single week, um, it's like you don't really see them grow. And the second I, I'm gone for like two or three days to do a show, I come back and they feel taller, they feel bigger, they're doing something different. So it's one of those things where you don't realize it's happening or that so many things have happened you know, while you're home. Um, but it's not until you step away just for even a little bit, you know, and then you come back and you realize, whoa, okay, yeah, these kids are growing fast. And and uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on pretty much every single every single week, man. And you said you're back on the road. So, what did that look like last year with COVID not being able to tour? It it was a it was a shock to know that I had to cancel pretty much everything that I had planned, or at least the first half. And kind of being a person that's just kind of afraid to let people down. Yeah. I, of course, everybody understood because it's it just it happened to everybody. It's not it didn't just happen to me as an artist. So. Right. Uh, it was just one of those like, oh my gosh, like my plans are ruined. I ruined, you know, the expectations of people that, you know, were, were getting ready, literally getting ready to the tickets bought and everything, you know, and then it just, just like that, it happened. So I would say uh, with 2020, uh, it, it started as a shocker um, and then it kind of moved into a panic 
a little bit and then it moved into a taking a deep breath and figuring out how I was going to tackle the rest of the year. You yeah. Because a, a, par, a part of who I am, you know, my identity is is a, a songwriter. It's a storyteller. It's it's being in front of people. It's connection. It's engagement with people and stuff. So, yeah, I, w- I, w- I would say it, it, it took a little bit of time, but uh, I kind of got the ball rolling with uh, putting out music on streaming and it, it uh, I, I put more music out on, in 2020 actually more than I more than I ever Dude, did like any other year, which was pretty crazy. That that is crazy. Like, and maybe we can dig into that more later and talk about creative resistance and yeah. and why some seasons it's harder than others. But I I want to tell the story on how I discovered you. Um, okay, I had to actually remember. Um, I it was 2011 because I had just put out a record called how the story ends and i remember you know twitter was everything at that time so i i think i like i mentioned tori kelly or i added her somehow in a tweet just whatever this i was like oh maybe she'll see this i don't know so i was like something about the record and then i noticed in my in my feed uh a mention from this guy named aj Raphael, and he was Mm. like dude he was he added tori he was like b right knows who you are and i was like who is this guy <laughs> like what and so <laughs> i looked him up and you know saw like his, his talent and his success and i think he he mentioned you too in that post oh so all of a sudden i looked your stuff up i was like dude these guys are amazing like so i know we connected that way yeah man and then from there i think we were out in la and we hung out and we did like the the just for you video in the hotel room and then everything else I feel like after that point, it was just a, a friendship from then on. But I don't know if you remember any of that. Uh, all I knew is that I was just like super honored when I got to hang out with you and uh, with Ko and stuff in yeah. <laughs> in LA and that's right. I, just little memories of like trying to find a place to record in, in like spots, you know, because LA is so strict on uh oh, on locations. <laughs> oh man! And I remember like eating like a big like huge pizza, like square pizza <laughs> with you and stuff, and just little memories like that, man. I was just like, I can't, I can't believe I I got the chance to work with you. I was just like, or even just got the chance to hang out with you and do stuff with you. I just felt like this is crazy, man. Like, w- w- like what is life? I just want to clear the air here. Like this, this podcast is called Help Me Find My Way. I don't have it figured out and I'm excited about the approach is just having honest conversations and not approaching this from like, hey, Jeremy, we're both super successful. Let's go tell the world how successful we are and then they can be successful right. too. You know, this is more, <laughs> this is more of a safe place to just be honest, you know, so I, I want to ask you a few questions and, you know, whatever, wherever this goes, we'll just let it go. But just feel free to be yourself and um, share what you want to share. Sounds good. So I want to go back to the beginning just to get a context. When you first started doing music, what did that look like? I'm, I'm assuming it was via YouTube or was it what what did your life look like? You're like, I'm going to start creating music. Uh, well, okay, so I've always loved music. Like, since I was a kid, I was one of those kind of young, young kids that wanted to figure stuff out. So I play by ear. So a lot of like the music, uh, like piano and guitar, like I was just so interested in learning things, uh, that Mm -hmm. I, I've always loved music and I didn't, 
you know, it's not like I was always planning to, to become an artist or a singer. I just knew I always loved it. Um, but it wasn't until I was in high school that I started to, you know, when you, you like somebody, you get in a relationship. Uh, if you're good at something, you kind of want to show the way that you feel about somebody by, by using that, that talent or that gift to kind of impress them in some sort. Right. So, you know, I, I started like trying to write songs and I look back, I, I, I still have the lyrics on some of those and they're so embarrassing, but it's one of those things where like at that moment in time, that was my way of expressing like myself or my feelings or whatever. So when I started putting music out, the internet was kind of untested. Nobody really knew the power of it, nor did they know that it was something that would really connect you to to people. So I, I was I would say I was a little bit nervous. It was actually before YouTube, I did like this local online radio station in the Bay Area called Spinetics, and I just wrote this song called Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, 16 years old when I when I wrote this, and I just sang it for like whoever was listening. I don't even know how many people were listening for, for this little local radio station. And then um, it it all of a sudden that MP3, the audio of it, of this little ghetto like 180p video or whatever they had <laughs> during that time uh, became like it was being shared on like BearShare and Kazaa and LimeWire and Napster and all those types of things. So I, I kind of didn't expect it, to be honest with you. I, I didn't expect the music. Did you, did you put that up or somebody else put it up? I didn't put anything up. The video, like this ghetto video, lived literally on their little website, little Angel Fire website that they had okay. uh, back in the day. And it, I think people just knew how to take audio from video. Got and it. then it became an, an actual audio thing. And people were sharing um, Lemonade as well as a cover I did with this local singer. Um, we did My Boo, you know, Usher and Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. kind of became a thing where people were, were downloading it. And then I started getting messages from people from like different countries and different states. And they're saying, oh, I, I, I listen to your music and I this and that. I was just like, huh? <laughs> During that time, like before even YouTube, because YouTube kind of gave a visual to whatever people were listening to or whatever. During that time, you all of a sudden got to see who like a person was and stuff. So um, I think before that, they thought I was like this, like. I don't know. They didn't know I was Asian. So it wasn't until I got on YouTube that they were like, wait a second, this dude is Asian. He's Filipino, you know, because I was doing a lot of like acoustic soul R&B, that, that, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah, it was it was kind of a nervous feeling to feel like, like, is this what people do? They they kind of sell themselves online, you know, in this kind of way. And I, I didn't know that this was a, a way for me to to do my music and share music with people so I, I would say the beginning was a really like confusing what am i doing and why are people listening to me you know it was kind of a more of a confusing situation she's exactly what I need. that's a that's a pretty rare story yeah you're just in high school and you're like i'm gonna play this song for this local radio station and literally without any thought it ends up being shared with the world before that was normal right but i think it it goes to show though it was based on your talent and then it was based on your follow-up if you you didn't just ride that wave you then saw and then morphed into to youtube and saw okay i'm gonna carry this over right um dude i didn't know that story man i didn't know that's how it actually started yeah that's pretty cool 
And that that's kind of pretty much how I, I got connected with like the different artists that I got to work with and people that I got to meet. So it, it really started from like a, a confusing, no, I don't even know what I'm doing till, I mean, even till this day, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm just, I'm just doing, doing my, doing me, you know, and, 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 yeah. and, and then just, just kind of let riding the wave of whatever kind of comes to be honest. So, yeah. Was there anybody else uh, doing the YouTube thing that you could kind of reference or did you have to figure all that out on your own? There, there were a few, but because I'm not like a natural like entertainer, I, I just kind of mm-hmm. went, okay, cool. I guess I'm supposed to sign up for this thing. Like my first <laughs> video wasn't even music. My first video was me doing this magic trick. <laughs> it's still on there too. Um, yes. And it, it just one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm supposed to, you know, sing in front of the, the camera and whatnot. So yeah, it was just one of those things where during that time, I felt like I didn't really have much much to worry about. And then it wasn't until later on when people started picking up on this is just what what you're supposed to do to kind of get yourself out that you start seeing all these people and then you know you kind of feel like dang there's so many freaking talented people out there and and you know you kind of feel as if oh dude like how do I keep reinventing myself you know with some of these social media like I don't even know how to TikTok and I think like that's what a lot of people do nowadays right so yeah they yeah do you kind of feel as if like all right, I guess I have to keep trying to reinvent myself or trying to catch up with all these things, you know? So with YouTube, you being kind of like a pioneer, I remember you mentioning that Justin Bieber somehow contacted you early on in in that. Did I misunderstand that or what did that look like? Yeah, yeah. So uh, like this was many, many years ago, probably 12, 13 years ago. Um, I was uh, on I was on one of those, uh, you know, MSN, Yahoo Messenger. And th- they used to have these like chat rooms where they would have a host. And then it was kind of like a talent show on the uh, audio chat rooms or whatever. Dude, I never knew about this, yeah, by the way. Yeah, dude, they this had like a host okay. and then they, they they mute your mic and then they, they get the next person on and they unmute your mic and stuff. No way. Yeah, it's kind of like a okay. clubhouse nowadays, but like yep. back in the day. So, um, yeah, I got mm-hmm. I was contacted by this woman named Patty. Um, who happened to be Justin Bieber's mom, and this was uh, in the beginning when I was when I was putting out music on YouTube and whatnot. And um, Patty was telling me that he that she has a son uh, who was like 11 years old, and that he always wanted to do music, and that um, he that that Justin would would listen to my music all the time. And um, he was like, if if you could just send him like some words of encouragement talk to him so I used to talk to him on um, basically like an audio phone conversation uh, through Yahoo Messenger like years ago and uh, we just have little conversations about music he would ask me questions about how I how I started music and uh, you know what I did to kind of get my music out which is funny to, to, to say because I feel like I'm always trying to figure stuff out <laughs> I'm still figuring stuff right. out so I was just you know I kind of right. give them as much as I could and um, you know, just how uh, how I still manage to incorporate, you know, not only like love songs, but like my, my faith and stuff, because um, yep. you know, Bieber's a Christian and stuff. So I just kind of, you know, gave gave him advice and 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 just kind of talked to him and mentored him a little bit. And uh, it's crazy, man, because like on before uh, before he signed with I think it was Island Def Jam with like Usher, he used to have his his page Kid Rowl 
on on uh, on YouTube. He, I used to be under his uh, influence list, like right next to Neo and Usher. Dude, that is awesome. Man. Yeah, so it was like one of those, like, huh? And then and then when he got signed, they like cleaned up his page and they took a lot. Of course they did. Yeah, and yeah. they took off like everybody that was like non relevant to the label or people that they you know that's considered mainstream. And I was like. Oh man, they took everybody. Everybody. Oh, it was me and this other dude named um, Ayerto, who's from the Netherlands. He's another artist that uh, was on YouTube that he uh, Justin used to listen to. So we both got took off that mm-hmm. list, and it was just one of those like, oh man, like that was. But especially yeah. knowing now all the stuff that he that he's been been doing, it's been it's been um, kind of crazy to think that we were a part of somewhere in his journey, you know, and to, to who he's become now. So it was pretty cool. Let me ask you this, because you mentioned, you know, songs about relationship and then, you know, your faith. Is there a tension when you sit down to write? Is there kind of like a, okay, well, this could be about, this could be about the relationship. This could be about God. This could be about all these things. Is there a process or a time where you're like, man, I, I don't know what, who this is for. I don't know what to do with this. This is just an idea. Because I know for me creatively, I don't want to just assume this about you, but there, when my ideas happen, it's like I had this analogy, like my ideas come into this room and it's like a conference room mm. and it's full of these like people. And then my idea is like, hey, I got this song idea. And then the the <laughs> the board is like, well, who's your target audience? Yeah. What is this song about? Yeah. Is this about God? Is this about relationship and the idea is like i i don't know i just i'm just an idea i just want i just want to become a song one day and um do you have any of that tension uh yeah so um i'm i'm pretty bad at writing as a routine you know like or writing like a scheduled writing session i've, I've kind of always written through inspiration or things that have happened sure um but mm-hmm. I, I will say uh there was a big part of my career, a huge chunk of my career where I was kind of in a, an identity crisis a little bit, uh, just because I, I felt like my heart was like in different places. Um, and, uh, you know, there was like pressures, not only from, you know, the, the, the secular world and even in the, um, the Christian world and just feeling like, am I supposed to just do this kind of music or am I supposed to do this? Sure. And does this make me less of a, of, a, of an R&B artist or less of a Christian or more of this and more of that. So um, it was kind of been, it's been like a, a you know, um, tug of war a little bit uh, mentally with me when it comes to writing because you just feel like you don't know who you're supposed to be or what you're supposed to be. And, you know, and then I would do shows where there would be people that would come to my show because they they knew my love songs and then there would people that would come to my shows because they knew my christian songs or my songs that were like faith-based and then i would feel as if i was letting one of them down by doing something that they were just like uh i don't know about that you know or i don't know about this and that so just of of me trying to always figure out you know who i was or who i was supposed to be and and what is my brand you know at the end of it all so you, you kind of a little bit get confused um but then i you know i kind of realized i was kind of i was both i was a little bit of both to be honest with you and and i, yeah. I had to learn 
and accept that's just who I am. You know, I, I, I wouldn't talk about something that was out of character. You know, I, yep. if I talked about my relationships or my faith or whatever, that was, that was me. And that was me at that season or moment in time of my life. And that's just an archive. Like my music is basically like an archive of things I've gone through. Yeah. The whole like, you know, Christian versus secular thing. I mean, I I literally remember um going to a mainstream label in in 2010 and playing a song for them. It was called Lonely Hearts Club. Oh yeah. And at the time, I was like this is a mainstream song right. to me. This, this, I listened to like a bunch of top 40 stuff and then I made the song and I had just, um, that was right after Goatee. So I was like, this is too secular for Christian. They wouldn't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. And I remember the A&R at, at Virgin Records, she was like, yeah, this sounds, this sounds like all your other stuff. And I was like, what do you mean? Mm. She was like, this is, this is super clean and like, just, this is to her because of the world that she was in and the music that that she was used to listening to this song actually felt almost like christian to her right <laughs> and i was like okay so i'm i'm too mainstream for christian i'm too christian for mainstream so wow. i'll be in this middle lane mm-hmm. and it's not easy because you know there's there what what kind of channel or what kind of like road do you take to get there right and so but in doing so like like what you said, there's this balance of saying, I heard you say earlier, I just am going to be me. Yeah. That's just what I've done. Right. But then also there's this process of discovering ourselves. So I'm being myself, but then I'm also unsure of who I am and second guess myself. And I wanted to ask you, because I remember back when we worked on, um, was it Pause? Was that the record yep. that we did those songs for? Yeah. Bad day. So you came to Nashville because you wanted to get like some of the studio sound from from here. So right. like we went into that studio out in Leaper's Fork and I had some of my friends come and play. And I think we were sitting in the parking lot of Mellow Mushroom. It's like a pizza spot in Franklin. Yeah. And I don't know, you had to rent a car, I think maybe, because I think I was in the passenger seat. Maybe I was driving, I can't remember. But we just had this heart to heart. And I remember you telling me I think you said that you had a crowdfunded record <laughs> and it it was way past due or something. Oh, no. Don't bring me there, man. <laughs> well, because the reason I wanted yeah. to go there is because in my mind, that's burnout. Yeah. That is emotional stress, too much to handle. And I remember you communicating like you just got completely paralyzed and you had this album that you owed people. Yeah. And I've heard throughout this whole conversation how important it is to you to not let people down. Yeah. I have that same thing. I'm just like, dude, I don't want to let anybody down. So if you're willing to share about what that season looked like in other seasons and burnout, and then we can talk about the positive, the resolution, but right. what was going on in that season? Uh, yeah, so, man, that it, <laughs> it kind of puts my, my, my mind in fetal position thinking about this but uh it uh it was a pr- it was a pretty crazy time because um I released my uh my debut album like in 2011 which actually 
created some hits, like some some hits for for people on streaming in the streaming world. You know, like they the music got in a lot of places. So I felt like this pressure in my sophomore album to deliver. <laughs> And I was really excited in the beginning. So I decided, oh, cool, you know, Kickstarter worked for my first album. Let me do the second album, you know, with Kickstarter. And um, man, it was just one of those situations, dude, where the project came at around the time that there were so many transitions happening in my life, um, you know, like getting married um and uh just just a, a big transitions i think you know like moments that are supposed to be considered like really happy awesome moments didn't i didn't realize that would affect me on my musical side you know like my musician side and uh it was like this uh it's crazy because um i was supposed to deliver the album like within a year of of starting the kickstarter and um i released it three years later, pretty much three years later after I wanted it to, uh, which was which was really crazy because during that time, I just didn't know how to get over um, this like little block that I had mentally. I, you know, I didn't finish the yeah. album when I when I when I started the Kickstarter, I was saying I need the money to 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 do these projects, you know, hiring musicians, traveling and doing all these things so that I could put out this really professional album for you guys. And there was like yeah. a lot of backers, like literally the the project, you know, the, and more was backed, you know, within within the small mm -hmm. period of time that that people had to to support it. And uh, I, just, I, I honestly felt like my brain and my mind and my emotions were just crumbling down because um, I couldn't deliver. It, it, it felt like yeah. I was supposed to be, like I'm this organic dude that had to become a businessman all of a sudden where I had to yeah. deliver for people. And I, and I get it. Like if you're, if it's like a business, you're supposed to deliver. Like I would get mad if my two day prime delivery came three days later, I'd be like, what's <laughs> like, okay, you guys are slacking, you know? So I, it, yeah. when you're on the other end of that transaction with somebody else, it, it it's the craziest thing, man. Like it just, you don't know what to do, you know, and you couldn't deliver. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I had like this long delay, like just a, a package stuck in some middle factory somewhere that's supposed to be transported somewhere, but it's lost, you know? And um, I distinctly remember every single time on my, my, my Gmail, I did not want to look at my Gmail because if I saw you have a new message on Kickstarter, I already mm. knew it had to do with my album that I, I didn't deliver. You know, and, and right. I honestly, like, I, I would shut my computer down and I would just not look at my computer for, like, week and a half, two weeks, because I, yeah. I couldn't handle it. And then I, I, I would just see, you have 12 new messages, 15 new messages. And then I would go on my on my account on Kickstarter and I would see the comments of people talking about it and they're saying, this guy's a fraud. And he, no he scammed us, you know, like, he, he took our money and he didn't deliver, you know, and... It was one of those moments where it's like, oh my, if, if only you guys knew, like, I, I, I want to put this out so bad. I just didn't know how. And yeah. honestly, that kind of pressure, like, not only affected me musically, it affected, like, me being present, you know, as a new husband, you know, in, in, my, mm. in my marriage. And I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get out of it, how to get out of this mental slump. I, I, I dealt with so much anxiety and all these, I didn't know what to do, so... It was like one of those moments where I was just so glad when I finally got that the project done 
And, uh, you know, meeting up with you and finishing some of the, the music stuff in, in Nashville was such a good push. Like it, it like it got the, the ball to roll again for me, you know, to get stuff done. And I finally got it done two or two and a half, three years later. And honestly, like it was one of those like traumatizing experiences for me where I, I don't even know if I want to do a crowd funding thing ever again because of, of what yeah. I went through. It was, it was literally post-traumatic stress you know, for, for me to yep. deal with that. So um, it just makes me go, man, like I, I, it's crazy what I had to go through for that and uh, m- mentally, and it was just really hard. And I felt like I let a lot of people down. So, but I'm, I'm glad I put it out. But you, you, yeah. you put the record out. Yeah. And you didn't quit. Yeah. You know, that, that you could look at it like, man, I let all these people down because it took me three years, but really day after day after day, something in you refused to give up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad you called me and I got to be a part of that record. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> last year, you said you put out more songs than any other year. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to think like, oh, well, we just were struggling before and then we flipped a switch and now we're doing fine. You know, mm-hmm. this is an ongoing process. Right. But I know that song, even Bye Bye, like the the lyric video or the video is all about like, you know, dear depression and dear self-doubt. Right, right. And so when you made that song, where was your headspace at? And was that, was that out of your current state or was that out of like this collected history of I've dealt with anxiety for a long time and I just want to talk about it? Yeah, man. So um, Bye Bye came during a really, uh, pretty much from a collective se- uh, amount of seasons that I've been through um, and I feel it mm-hmm. when it comes. It's almost like when you hear like thunder and you know that like a, a, it's gonna rain. It especially talks about um, that moment that I had uh, during the, the big transitions of my life uh, when what was supposed to be kind of like the happiest moment of my life with uh, which, which I'm, I'm, it was a, a really, really beautiful and happy moment of my life when I got married. Um, it just, mm-hmm. during that time I was going through some stuff that inevitably like affected everything else right so sure um with with everything that i was going through mentally i felt like i couldn't be present here you know as a person i was just in, i was living in my head i was living in this this home in my head that was just me by myself you know and i didn't know how to to get it out or how to how to get help from it so i was just honestly i was just tired of kind of living that life and i was tired of it affecting other people and the people that i love so um when I wrote Bye Bye, it was it was almost like me finally acknowledging uh, that I kind of got comfortable in, in being in that state a little bit. I need I needed to get uncomfortable. I needed to get out of it. You know, even on the first verse mm. of that song, it talks about how depression is heavy like a blanket, all tucked in. Dear depression, how you been? Heavy like a blanket, all tucked in. You know, and it, it, it's like wearing, like, it's like having a gravity blanket, you know, and, but imagine it mm-hmm. being like uh, whatever that you were feeling at that moment in time. It felt that way at times. But it, so it was almost like a breakup letter with it because I almost felt like I got so comfortable with it that I felt like I was, and I wasn't married to my wife or my music. I was married to how I was feeling. So it was kind of like mm-hmm. saying like, all right, I got to say goodbye to this. You know, it's time to say bye. So, um, yeah, man, it, 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 
it was a long time coming, but I feel like that song was a more more than anything it was for me. It was like my own letter. But um, when I when I put the song out, I wanted to connect with other people, and I realized that man, like so many people were going through similar things if you know and they were going through their own battles you know and and everything so yeah. with that music video that came out where, where everybody like you know all the homies came out to 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 talk about their own insecurities or their own feelings and things that they've been through like uh it was it was healing for me too you know to, to see that as well yeah. and to know that i wasn't alone because bro like honestly it could feel like nobody understands you know from time time when when you go through those types of things you you honestly feel like nobody understands and um i i learned that being able to be transparent and being able to talk to somebody um you know what helped me it helped it helped me um get out of some of those things that i was going through so What what does your what does your faith or your your relationship with Jesus look like in those seasons? Like, what does your faith feel like? And because there's these things that we believe to be true, and it's almost like sometimes they don't agree with our emotions. And so, how does that work out? And all through all that, like your, what you believe, you know, um, I guess personally, I I. I struggle from time to time, and I'm sure a lot of people do, uh, with guilt or or shame. You know, whether whether that's sure. things that in the past that has happened, and it's, it's things that kind of hang over my head a little bit, or um, you know, whether it's me feeling like like an imposter syndrome a little bit uh, musically, yeah. where you're like, why am am I even supposed to be in this position? Like, why is God opening doors for me still? You know, after all these years, and you kind of feel like uh, I don't. I don't belong here, you know, and one of my favorite verses is uh, be confident in this one thing that he who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's it been something that I've always loved hearing, but I never believed it for myself. Like I always felt like, nah, you know, he he's not, <laughs> he's not going to finish, you know, what what he started with me because I, of everything that I feel like I've things that I failed in or you know, things that I never got to do or this and that, you know, I always kind of filling myself with self-doubt. And, and, uh, I think just remembering, just remembering who I, who I was like, you know, and, and I think that just realizing that's right. You know, I, I am of worth. And honestly, um, when my first born was, uh, was little, I, you know, I would take them and uh, put them in front of the mirror and I would just do words of affirmation with them like I am awesome I am brave I am worthy I am mm. loved you know I would just tell that to them and they would look at themselves in the mirror and I do that now with my my little one now you know my seven month old but it's funny because when I would yeah. do that I would have to look at myself while I said that you know to them mm. and it was like one of those like whoa I have to say that to myself you know like I, I need to believe that for myself that I'm worthy I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of of a lot of things. I'm, and you know that I'm valued. And I, I think that is something that I've always struggled with. Um, for me, I've always felt like I was scared for people to to know who I really am because how they saw me as this kind of person that inspired them musically or this and that. I'm like, if only you knew what I've had to struggle with in my brain, or you know, like 
my me not knowing who I was or me going through all these things and you would you wouldn't like the person that I am you know but so I've always yeah. felt like I was always scared to like be myself you know and and then I you know like here I am doing words of affirmation with my kids and I'm like I need to say that for myself you know I, I need to I need to know that I'm worthy I need to know that I'm loved and I'm valued you know and and that's something that I I feel like I've I'm I'm getting I'm getting there. I'm learning to get there day by day, you know, and, and uh, yeah. Don't let anyone look down on you. I just want to thank you for, for sharing, for being vulnerable and having the courage just to share that. I, it, it flashed me back to when we were in the car talking. I was like, this guy's like my twin. <laughs> I'm fortunate enough to see a counselor and one of the things that he explained to me early on that I probably knew but he just reiterated is like we were born in this world Mm -hmm. and we were innocent we were young and then all of a sudden the world was kind of dangerous and we started to just put on like armor or we started to pick up things and I think a lot of the things that we're talking about are just like learned behaviors and like coping mechanisms and survival kind of techniques that like you said after a while i'm like i don't want this anymore Mm -hmm. like this isn't protecting me this is actually crippling me this is keeping me from you know being able to express myself creatively and i i want to read this real quick and then we can move on i know we don't have a ton of time left so um but i randomly read lamentations this morning i don't even know why (laughs) like it's so crazy because when you were talking, I, I, you were talking as if this writer from the book of Lamentations or, or David and Psalms, it's like this lamenting and this grieving, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I kind of was like, well, how, what does your faith look like that, in that moment? Because we can be grieving and have sorrow and be honest about what we're going through and have ho- hope at the same time, even if we don't feel hope. Mm-hmm. Um this is what it says. Let me just kind of, I'm not going to read this whole thing. It's, it's very long. But he says, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. And this is like the v- big popular verse, but um, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. Mm-hmm. They are new every morning great is your faithfulness. I said to myself, like, you know, you said you affirmed yourself, you encouraged mm-hmm. yourself. The Lord is my portion. Therefore I will wait for him. And so this concept of being loved when I'm unlovable does not rationally, like it just doesn't click in my brain. Mm. And that's, I don't know why I feel like I have to earn a seat at this table. Mm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like I have to prove myself that I belong here and I worked really, really, really hard to prove myself when I first got started in the industry. You know, the verse that I could take out of context is to whom much is given, much is required, right? right? Like, or I mean, that's a verse that I think it is. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, uh, I think it's like also Uh, Spider-Man is like with great power. (laughs) (laughs) That's Spider-Man, bro. No. Like, like, (laughs) quoting the Bible, I'm like, with great power comes great responsibility. Brian, that was... Marvel, but. <laughs> 
Is there anything that has been giving you life lately that has kind of like been reviving and restoring your soul that um, in the midst of everything going on, that just anything simple doesn't have to be profound, but that you've just found like, yeah, you know, that's actually been nourishing me. Yeah, honestly, uh, I think something that I've been, I've been learning to do uh, because, uh, like I said before, I'm, I'm kind of always living in my head. I'm a very introspective kind of a person. Sure. Is to recognize um, the people that are around me. Um, and I'm not talking about like for the fans, you know, or something mm-hmm. like, because a lot of the process of writing and producing, that's like doing stuff for the future, for my future, right? That's that's for something that hasn't been done yet, you know, the, for the release that is, is not happening until later. I think it's understanding and learning how to separate the two worlds because when I'm not that person or when I'm not the, the musician or the artist, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a friend. Yeah. And I think it's me recognizing. So, um, mm-hmm. and I think with what happened to me back, uh, that kind of meltdown that I had with the, uh, the sophomore album, um, mm-hmm. I think something that I've learned uh, there is that I need to learn how to be present. I, I need to learn how to schedule my joy. Right. So it's yeah. it's not just me going, oh, man, I'm with my family and I'm supposed to be writing right now. But it's been a week and a half or two weeks since I've sat down and, and done something. So that itself already has set off anxiety for me because then I'm already thinking, oh, man, I'm I'm not I'm not doing music. I'm supposed to be doing music. But here I am. You know, I'm taking care of kids and it's sure. stressing me out. So I think it was me learning how to schedule my joy. A little bit um mm. and when i say that i mean let's say throughout my whole day i know i'm going to be out with the fam or i'm going to be with my kids i know i'm not going to think about what i need to do for my music until they're asleep right so like i go all right 10 p.m for sure it's going down i'm gonna i'm gonna work on some music that way mm-hmm. i'm not going throughout the day i'm like half there and then you know little kids like daddy you know or you know i'm i, I asked mm-hmm. you a question or something or being with my wife i'm 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 present i'm present with her i'm present with my kids and i think that's helped me a lot because yeah i, I there's so many times that i'm i'm physically here but my mind is somewhere else and i feel like that's yeah. as an introspective person I, I have to learn how to apply that also with my relationships and my friendships is, is me learning how to turn off that part of my head that kind of consumes me, right? Because it's who I am as a musician and as a songwriter. Um, it, yep. It's me learning how to separate that and learning how, okay, when I'm with somebody or when I'm with my friends or something, I, I can give myself presently to that person and not feel like I'm like, I'm worrying about the future. I'm just being present as a person. So right. that's helped me, man, like a lot because I've 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 dealt with with feeling like I'm letting somebody down on one side and it was like an imbalance, but now it's like cool, schedule my joy. You know, and in Yeah, man. Oh, oh, one thing that I've learned on the music side is because I've always had, man, like inspiration is not coming to me, so I'm not writing and blah blah blah, I'm not producing. Uh really it's me learning to go, "Hey, it's okay to write a crappy song, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm always waiting for inspiration to happen. But then sometimes you just need to set that time aside every week to try and write a song. And even if it's crappy, be okay with the fact that it's crappy. Don't, don't, don't disappoint yourself. Don't, don't, don't beat yourself down for going, man, I suck. 
you know, and, and instead mm-hmm. is going, all right, it's okay to write it. You don't always have to write through inspiration. Sometimes you have to kick yourself in the butt and go, all right, I'm going to sit down for an hour and I'm going to try to do something. And if it doesn't work out, don't beat yourself up and say, see, I shouldn't have never, I should have never done that. I think it's, it's me learning to go, all right, it's okay to write crappy songs. It's okay to, to have a bad session and feel like I didn't get any work done. It's better than just going, all right, I'm just going to wait for something to happen. You know, it's almost like when you're talking, I I felt like this before. It's like, you've got all these different people pulling on like different limbs, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in music, music is always pulling because we have this accountability to it, Mm -hmm. especially if like, if we're self, if we're independent or self-managed, um, there's nobody necessarily kicking down the doors. Exactly. So that responsibility falls on us. That's great insight as far as maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, to still be a kid at heart, you know what I mean? Yeah. To still play, write songs and have fun and just whatever. Oh, I wrote a song and it's not that great, but oh well. But then also have that maturity to say, hey, I have to protect this time and separate the two. Yes, yeah. Let me ask you this. How can we support you? What's next? Um, and obviously, me and you can start working on some songs together. We talked about that. Absolutely. But what's the next thing for you? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, just I got a couple of projects coming out this year. Uh, I got two EPs coming out, uh, one with, with my two good friends, uh, Melissa Polinar and Gabe Bondock, yep. so, uh, singer-songwriters just like me. And then uh, my own EP, and um, I am coming out. Um, well, it just released, but I'm doing a project with Disney as well. So that's uh, coming out really soon. So <laughs> it's a uh, dude. Congrats! Thank you, thank you. You said that all low key, like you know, well, like Disney, but you know, <sighs> no big deal. No, I'm just fine. That's that's <laughs> exciting, man. It, yeah, it, it it's really really exciting. Like an album or EP or uh, a really special project. Uh, it, it they actually came out. They soft released it without even promoting it or playlisting it yet. Uh, but there's a there's okay. a bigger release uh, with a music video and there's just a lot of other stuff coming out. So it's a uh, it's really cool, man. It just just definitely one of those things that kind of unexpectedly came uh, while I was like you know like just just unexpectedly came in my in, in my thirties. I was just like, oh okay, well I guess I guess okay. God, I guess God ain't done with me yet, you know, because he opened up this right. little opportunity for me. But uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, I'm looking forward to this year for sure. There's a lot of awesome stuff coming out. Yeah, man. And best place for people to find you, they probably already have, but just in case they haven't, would it be Instagram? Yeah, Instagram at Jeremy Passion and um, pretty much jeremypassion.com, which isn't always updated, but uh, there's some stuff there, some goodies. And you, yeah, I feel you know how it is. Uh, and YouTube. I feel the website. <laughs> YouTube, which I haven't touched for a long time, but there's Go there, watch there's the some magic trick on YouTube. If you heard anything from today's podcast, yeah. go watch. Jeremy's magic trick. My first video, magic trick. <laughs> Self-tying shoelace, you got it. <laughs> man, well, dude, thanks thanks for taking the time. It means a lot. Um, and yeah, man, I just thanks for, for sharing your heart. And I knew you wouldn't do anything else. That's who you are. Um, and I'm just glad for the chance to, to, to share time with you and be vulnerable with you. So appreciate you man hey man thanks for having me on uh just honestly it's an honor for me to be here so uh to to be able to to talk to you and just conversate and kind of do what we do man so i appreciate you man yeah man thank you all right dude all right brother later man peace this is the self-tying shoelace
Yeah. <laughs>